Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here. It's my favorite time of the week where I'm back with you and welcome to episode 22 of Ask the Angels where we answer your rents to rent questions. You know what I'm going to say here. If you have a question you'd love me to answer, go to renttorentsuccess.com slash ask, A-S-K, and record your question there for me to answer here. Today's question is a good one. It's um, got a, a lot of different dimensions to it. Today's question is from Emma, and it's about licensing for four-bed HMOs and whether it's worth converting properties to HMOs if they're not HMOs already. So here's Emma's question. I'm starting out in R2R and deal sourcing. I have seen a property in my hometown, which is looking like it could be possible for HMO R2R. My concern is it only has four beds and is not registered as an HMO. It could maybe have a fifth bedroom downstairs, but I need to see the room size. It only has one bathroom and one room has an ensuite. Would it be better for it to be a five bed property to turn into an HMO and register register it or leave well alone? What would you do in this case? Leave it well alone and look for an already up and running HMO or keep going and convert it. The property is fully furnished except wardrobes in some of the rooms and the owner's things are in the garage by the looks of it. It was apparently used as SA beforehand, but I can't see how as it's not really a tourist area. SA seems to work all over the place. But anyway, she says, any feedback welcome? Thanks. So this is a good question and it's got a lot of different dimensions to it, hasn't it? But I'm going to start off, as I always do, with the basics. If you're listening and you're thinking, well, what is HMO licensing? Let's cover that very briefly. HMO licensing relates to the rules that the government states must be followed for an HMO, a house of multiple occupation. And mandatory licensing rules apply in England and Wales. And what these mean is that every HMO property for five or more people from more than one household requires an HMO license. It used to apply to properties with more than two stories only, but now it's the case for all HMOs irrespective of the number of floors. This means that properties in England and Wales for fewer than four people, for four or fewer people, do not require an HMO license under mandatory licensing. So that would mean that in this case, Emma would be okay to move ahead and use it as a four bed. But there's a big but. She might still need a license if the area has an Article 4 direction, additional licensing or selective licensing. 
These are schemes that local councils may have introduced to limit the number of new HMOs which can be created. So if you want to know more about them, I explain in more detail about Article 4 direction, additional licensing and selective licensing. And that's in episode 47. You can see it in your podcast app. Or if you're on the website listening, it's renttorentsuccess.com slash 47. So, Emma, what you'll need to do there is check with the council whether Article 4 direction, additional licensing or selective licensing is in place in the area that you are thinking of. If there's no Article 4 additional license or selective licensing, then you can go ahead without an HMO license but up to four people sharing. If a license is required, though, you may need you may also need planning permission. It depends on what the council say in their licensing scheme. So you may also need planning permission to convert from C3, that's residential, to C4 HMO. And changing the planning classification is more challenging than getting an HMO license. And many councils have chosen to go into these optional schemes precisely because they don't want any more HMOs in the area. So they don't make it easy. So if you were going to go ahead as a four bed, you'd need to ensure that the deal stacks and it's profitable with four bedrooms. Sometimes four bedrooms don't produce enough income to cash flow well. So do use the rent to rent success deal analyzer to ensure that the deal will work for you. And the other thing to think about is the number of bathrooms. People do like more bathrooms. So ideally you want to have two, uh, sorry, one bathroom for every two people. That's the ideal, but up to two and a half. So if you've got five beds, then you'd ideally want two bathrooms. Now I know you said it's got one ensuite and then one bathroom. So that would be okay because you've got one ensuite as a four bed, you've got one ensuite and then three will be sharing one bathroom. So that's okay. So you just need to make sure that the deal would work. So let's talk about, you also asked about whether it's worth converting the property to be a five bed HMO. And that would bring in more rent. And again, this is something to discuss with the landlord because maybe they're willing to pay for the changes um, that you'd need to make. Here, you want to think about the bathrooms. I personally wouldn't take it with one ensuite and then four four bathroom, four people sharing one bathroom. So I don't think that's going to rent very well. So I'm not sure this would work um, as, as, as a five bed with four people sharing one bathroom. People tend not to want to share that many to a bathroom. I prefer three, you know, two and a half is the, well, not the ideal. Ensuite is the ideal. Two two rooms sharing one bathroom is okay. Two and a half rooms sharing one bathroom is kind of a typical five bed, two bath property. When you're going above that, you tend to find people are not as happy, but you could get away with three as we talked about. So I'm not sure this would work, but you know more about your area. So the next thing is, if you're going to pay for these changes in terms of licensing and planning, again, you'd need to get all of that into the rent to rent success deal analyzer, along with your other costs to ensure that the deal really stacks. And on the question of whether or not to convert to HMO, 
if it, if this property really worked, it doesn't sound as though this is an ideal property, but if this property really worked and you did want to convert it, you just need to agree with the owner. Um, we prefer uh, and, and know that it works financially and go ahead. We prefer not to convert properties to HMO for rent to rent, but some of our Kickstarters have been successful in converting properties to, to HMO. So it is something you can do. It's just be whether the deal stats and whether that's what you want to do. So in summary, you could proceed as a four bed without an HMO license. So long as the area, sorry, so long as the property is not in an area where you need Article 4 direction, additional licensing or selective licensing, where, where any of those apply. So you'd need to check that with your local council. And also you need to check that the deal stacks and would be profitable for you and check that the ratio of bathrooms to rooms, you know, really works as well in your area. Or if the property is in an Article 4 direction, additional licensing or selection, selective licensing, that's a bit of a mouthful area, then you'd need an HMO license and often you'll need planning too, depending on the council's licensing scheme. And you'd need that for either a four bed or a five bed. And whether you choose to do this would depend on whether the deal still works with the additional costs. So I hope that was helpful for you, Emma. And I hope that was helpful also to you listening. If you're in the Rent to Rent Kickstarter program, you can go deeper with this. We've got all the info on licensing in M3.3, exactly what it costs to run an HMO at M5.1, how to work out if a deal is profitable in M5.2. And remember, we look at your deals with you to check that they are winners for you, because there is a lot to think about, as Emma's question has drawn out. And it's great to have somebody on side who's experienced who you can ask. So thank you so much for asking your question, Emma. If you would like to have your question answered, you know what to do. Go to renttorentsuccess.com slash ask, A-S-K, and record your question for me to answer there. And if you're newer to all this and you'd like to find out more about the ethical way to make money from properties you don't own, get our free Rent to Rent Success Guide and Masterclass. It's a booklet and a 90-minute free video training giving the full lowdown on how Rent to Rent works went to went how rent to rent works so you can see whether it's right for you that's all for now i'll see you next time remember believe bigger be bolder be a game changer see you soon thank you so much for being with me here today if you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rent to Rent. You can find it at renttorentsuccess.com slash book. Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Rent to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.